You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Jennifer Fenwick, professor of midwifery at Griffith University and clinical chair at Gold Coast University Hospital, to discuss her research that explored young midwifery students' experience of their Bachelor of Midwifery program. Thank you for joining me, Jennifer. My pleasure, Dallas. Why did you decide to look at the experiences of, of young midwifery students? Um, look, in a, it was a team effort, really. One day we were we knew we had a mix of students, and we had obviously some teenagers coming straight out of, of school. And of course, midwifery in in the recent past, you had to be a nurse to be a midwife. And of course, now the professions are seen as separate, have separate identities. And so, with a bachelor program, we started to see, of course, young students or teenagers coming into midwifery. And the midwifery program is is a challenging program. It's fantastic, but it does require a level of commitment around clinical places. Uh, We ask our students to do something like 2,000 hours of clinical placements. And we also have a requirement where they have to actually provide what we call continuity of care to women and follow them through the journey of childbirth, which means they they often have to be on call for those women. Like they have to see them and then they have to be able to come in when they were in labour. And interestingly, one of the students who was interviewed eventually made a comment about needing her mum to drive her to the labour and birth because she didn't have a car. So that really started us thinking, well, what are the other challenges? What you know, Do we understand all the challenges they might face? And then there was some... Um, you know, some midwives saying, oh, they're too young to be a midwife, you know, kind of leftover rhetoric from nursing, I guess. So it was really important to us to ask, okay, so let's really understand what the experience is like for our young midwifery students. You conducted face-to-face and telephone-recorded interviews with 11 students aged 20 or less on enrolment, and you found that they do face some age-related challenges. What were some of the obstacles or, or issues that you uncovered? I think one of the first things that hit us when they were talking to us was that they actually got such a shock when they came to orientation. So we have about... 100 students come into first year every year. That's a little bit more than we have places for. But we, so And what they talked about <clears throat> was coming into a room full of 100 people and actually being shocked at how old they were, which, of course, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't kind of conceptualised, I guess. So that led us to really think about, well, what does that mean for them? So they, so they talked about coming in and seeing all these oldies and, and being unsure. Now, a lot of the students, we've written another paper talking about their motivations. Many of the midwifery students actually know what a midwife, they're really keyed up, they know what it is, they've done a lot of research, they're really um, up on what it means to be a midwife. However, it still didn't prepare them, I guess, for walking into a room where they're used to thinking university is going to be full of all these young people. And, and of course, we had three quarters of the cohort, uh, mature age women, many with children. So that was one of the first things uh, that they talked about. I think, and then of course, one of the other things that was really challenging for young students was because we had a cohort of often women who had their own children, of course, when we were doing our discussions and our learning circles or there was a, you know, you've got a cohort of students that actually lived through the experience of childbirth. So a lot of young students found that very challenging and confronting because they felt like, 
well, oh, she knows the words or she, she you know, so-and-so has had that experience and I haven't had that experience. So then they often question, well, can I be a good midwife if I haven't had that experience? Um, we already knew when they went into clinical practice that some of our midwifery colleagues uh, weren't on the same page as us in terms of thinking about, look, it's really fantastic to have these young students coming in who want to be midwives. They don't want to be nurses. They don't need to be a nurse. They need to learn midwifery. They need to learn all the health skills that come with being a midwife or a nurse or a doctor. Um, but why would you, why is it that you say they have to be older? You know, we, we take young teenagers into nursing, what's the difference? We take young, you know, young people into medicine. Um, so it was really about, they were challenged by many of our midwifery colleagues who sometimes felt that they didn't have enough experience to be in this really important space where women journey through pregnancy, labour and birth and the transition to parenting. Um, they, probably in a nutshell, that, that's the kind of three or four main issues they faced. I, I guess the other ones were the fact that we did ask them to be on call. So, like I said at the beginning of the interview, you know, there were some young students that hadn't had their licence yet or they had to get their licence and then they didn't have a car. So some people had to catch buses. So that presented challenges to them in terms of getting to where they needed to go to, to attend a birth or to do a postnatal visit potentially that was in the community and not, um, not at the hospital or health facility. You identified some strategies students use to build confidence and competence both in university and the clinical environment. What were some of the coping strategies students developed over time? Well, we know our young people are fantastic with social media. I think that was the one thing. Our students actually come into intensive teaching block and then they go out into clinical practice and they actually don't come back in again. So one of the challenges is, is how do they build those links and relationships and support networks when they're not coming back into uni every week or every second week or or whatever. So they were very hot on using social media to be able to talk to each other, to provide support to each other. So that was one of the first things they did. They often gravitated to each other very quickly. Um, I think, you know, I'll give them their due that, you know, they're fantastic our students and they just uh, did, you know, beaver away and at, at just realising, look, it's okay, I can do this. And it was just a matter of them, you know, finding the supports, using their midwifery lecturers as well to say, this is okay, you will get there. You know, give yourself an opportunity to, you know, be able to learn the language of childbirth. What happened was, while initially they often uh, saw our cohort, the whole cohort uh, uh, being quite mature and perhaps them not having anything in common with them, very quickly in their clinical facilities, they learned to build really close relationships with each other. And so those older students were actually really supportive of the younger students and vice versa. So they each learnt to give each other something special. You said continuity of care experience is fundamental to young midwifery students' transition to midwifery. What, what impact is that having on a student's growth? Well, look, it was really interesting. We, um, there is some evidence in the literature that providing continuity of care is difficult and it is to some extent however we probably take the stance of okay then that's our what we have to do is help them do that how do we problem solve and make it easy for them to provide continuity of care 
What we found when they talked about it was that following a woman through the whole experience was fundamental for them putting together all the pieces. We have a very fragmented maternity system. And one of the reasons continuity is in the education standards is to get students understanding the woman's whole journey and seeing it from her perspective. And what we found this with all our students, but particularly with, I guess, what happened with our young students is that level of responsibility, that level of journey, that level of being part of what is an absolutely, you know, normal but significant life event started to mature them in different ways than they hadn't expected. So while their friends were all doing this and that, they they sometimes were on call. They said, no, I can't go here because the woman's due. And so they started to have to behave in, in quite different ways. And if you read the article, you'll see some lovely quotes about students saying how you know, they came into the course and, and they've kind of in three years absolutely transitioned to to professionals and, and women as opposed to teenagers. So it was that ability to follow women, to be part of that experience, to take responsibility for what they were doing and to see the whole picture and to see what a difference it makes to women when they have continuity of care from a known uh, midwife, which is which is actually the evidence-based model that all women should have, and in actual fact, that's our whole agenda at Griffith around helping reform the maternity system, so that we don't provide fragmented care. We, you know, you come, you should come in, you get your own midwife, and every woman has their own midwife, and she journeys with her throughout the system. So one of the things for us, it's really important for students to understand the continuity of care. It means that they get to work across their full scope. They're not just you know, they have to do antenatal care, they do labour and birth care, they did postnatal care and they stay skilled in that whole scope of practice rather than eventually coming into an institution just working in the antenatal clinic or just working in the postnatal ward or just working in labour and birth suite. That model is not evidence-based and it doesn't provide women with the best outcomes that we could, you know, in terms of our system. In the article, you said that attracting and retaining young students is essential if the profession is to realise its goal of ensuring all women have access to a known midwife. On the back of these findings, what can be done to help students on their path to becoming a midwife? Well, I think there's a number. I mean, it's there's complex issues here at play, and one of the things we're doing as an educator is, as an educational facility or tertiary provider, is we work closely with our practice partner is to really prepare them to, like I said, work across their full scope of practice, so that they're not and that they really understand the importance uh, and the benefit of that model to women and their families. And the model also we know now is very beneficial to midwives. The more, the more intimate knowledge you have of a woman that you're caring for, the, the much better off you are in terms of providing safe care. One of our strategic goals is to reform the maternity service, like I said. So we need students, our graduates, our newly qualified midwives, to come out and really, really want to work in this way because we have a whole workforce that not through their own doing um, works in a fragmented system. It, it's copied the nursing, you know, hierarchical acute care hospital. And what we know now is, in actual fact, that's not how we should be providing maternity care. You know, maternity care is a primary, uh, you know, social function. You know, it's a social 
it's part of our social way of being. And yes, absolutely, some women are going to need a much higher level of support than another woman. But basically, it is a normal but significant life event. So it's really important for us to have midwives that want to work towards that if we're going to see some changes. And of course, at the moment, we have a population of midwives who the average age is 51 at the moment, I think. It might uh, was 49. I don't know whether it's crept up. But even if you look around the world, you know, we've got this ageing population of midwives. So it's fundamental for our profession and to the women and our workforce sustainability and our ability to ensure that we have healthy women giving birth to healthy babies because that's actually what makes a healthy community. When you don't have that, then you do have high levels of fragmentation and distress and family breakdown. So it's all part of, I guess, generating um, social cohesion and we see midwifery is really important in that. You know, if you can make that birth for that woman or be part of making that the best experience that she can have, that includes her pregnancy and transition to motherhood, then you do make a difference to her life and you make a difference to her family's life. Thank you for your time, Jennifer. Oh, that's my pleasure, Dallas.